So last spring, I got a fairly innocuous-looking envelope from my insurance company, the one we use for our cars and our house. And inside, it was a short note that said they were canceling our house policy. Or rather, they were canceling the one we had, and were happy to offer us a new one at a similar rate. But the new one would not insure us in case of fire. I feel like I need to repeat that because I had to read this letter about four times. It did not cover fire. They would insure our house as long as it didn't burn down. Now, given the news of it should not have taken me completely by surprise, but it did. This was totally unexpected. And so in this month in which we talk about expected, this came to mind for me. I don't expect my home to burn down, but statistically speaking, it happens more so of late in California. We live with a chance, indeed, of the unexpected every single day. Some of that unexpected is bad or scary. A house burning down, a wreck, a bad medical diagnosis. Some things are good that are unexpected. Running into a friend at the store or a present from a friend or family member. Even if you knew it was coming, you might not have known what it was. Wonderful about presents, I think. Finding a $20 bill tucked away somewhere you had forgotten about. I love that one. How do we deal with the unexpected in our lives? So back to the home insurance. I don't want to leave you hanging. I learned later this was happening to quite a few California homeowners that homes in high or moderate risk areas were having their insurance policies canceled. Though I think they're not that far out. We are just a box really from ranch land in which fire, I guess, could easily happen. In fact, I said quite a few California homeowners, it's thousands, tens of thousands, right? It's huge numbers. And so I called our agent, found in the past to be very helpful and wonderful, trying to stay calm, and she assured me, we'll fix it. Okay, good. The company that actually had our house insurance was not her company. It was a subsidiary. This is common practice, apparently. And she just said off the top, she said, I don't think they're going to change about this. But we just go get bids from other providers, she said. And so she did. A couple weeks later, we have a new home insurance policy. It covers fire. It's essentially the same cost we were already paying. All is well. Or is it? I mean, if our house did burn down, either through natural causes like wildfire or through something we did, faulty wiring, what have you, sure, the insurance covers that subject to how long it would take to get money from them and how much it would really cover. Lives would be vastly affected. Replacing the monetary cost of that loss is just a beginning and scarcely a beginning. And so it seems to me that fire insurance is hardly enough in these times. Just me to my point today. Now, I often disagree with conservative evangelical preachers, the descendants of some of the Calvinist thinking that Andrea was talking about earlier. I doubt that comes as a surprise to any of you that I disagree with conservative evangelicals. And so it's always interesting to me to find the occasional point where we happen to agree. And among some of them, um, at least, I agree with them on this. There's an old saying that I, I'm totally into, that religion is more than just fire insurance. That is, if you are being good, going to church, what have you, 
Just so that you will not burn in the fires of hell, assuming you even believe in that, which I don't. And then they say, you're not really religious. You're just making a long-term insurance contract. I'll be good so I don't get punished. That's not a genuine religious feeling, I have to tell you. That's insurance. Insurance is what we get to deal with things we hope don't ever happen. Insurance, of course, is paying, making a small bet each month, essentially, that in case something terrible happens, we'll get a payout. It's just the lottery in a slightly different look. There are, of course, many people who approach religion this way. Every Sunday spent in a pew is a little bet, a little insurance on their part against the prospect of hell, or maybe just against the feelings of guilt about what they're doing in the rest of their week. If you don't feel good about your life, I suppose that makes sense in a certain way. But I have a different If I happen to believe that religion, done well at least, and it is too often not done well, that religion done well offers us something to deal with the unexpected and tragic and simply awful. But it's not some future insurance payout. Instead, we offer this, a chance to think about things that matter, to explore them with others, to practice what it means to go deep and to strengthen our resolve, to widen our compassion, to anchor our souls. So what does Unitarian Universalism, our faith, offer if not fire insurance? Plenty, is my answer. To give a few examples, because otherwise we would be here for days. First, our Universalist heritage assures us that there is no eternal torment awaiting any of us. Yeah, that's good, right? There's a long discussion, which I find really interesting, but gets kind of detailed quickly, about whether there's some punishment awaiting us, but it's not eternal in any case. <laughs> this was a huge thing in the 1830s, 40s, and 50s, but it seems a little quaint now. But anyway, the Universalist preacher Hosea Ballou liked to relate a story. He was a circuit rider. He rode his horse from town to town. He had five or six churches that he would visit every month or so. And that was what he did. And so he and another preacher, this preacher of the fire and brimstone variety, were riding between towns on the preaching circuit, each going from one of to the next one. And this other preacher said, Brother Baloo, you don't believe in hell. Is that right? Baloo says, yes. His universalism proclaimed that there is no such punishment awaiting. The other preacher said, if I didn't believe in the fires of hell, what would there be to stop me from hitting you over the head right now and stealing all your belongings? And Baloo says, if you were a universalist, the idea wouldn't even occur to you. <laughs> so yes, universalism assures us that whatever happens, if anything, after our deaths, it will not be attires or punishments, and that moreover, we're all going to be together in whatever it is. So more than one universalist has noted that if we're going to be spending eternity together, if that is what awaits us, then right now is probably a pretty good time to start getting along. Which is easier to say than do, um, because it means that I have to find a way to get along with people I hate and detest and disagree with about everything. 
What does that mean? Does that mean I need to convince them of my way of thinking? This is a popular strategy, not the effective one as far as I can tell. Does that mean finding a way to coexist peacefully despite our differences? Perhaps. Does it mean something else that I am not fully equipped yet to imagine? All of those things? I don't know. But I suspect that whatever it is, it will not be easy. And that the sooner we get started, the better. Our Unitarian heritage takes a bit of a different tack, but it gives us hope on that. It assures us that through effort and reason, we can work to make things better. It is a fundamentally progressive faith. Now, we can't know what will happen, but we could prepare and ready ourselves, and we can improve ourselves and communities, our relationships in the meantime. Now, what does that look like? It means learning, including things that might be uncomfortable. It means hard growth, stretching ourselves to be more and different than we have been. It means challenging ourselves to be more, to do more than we have before. And it means being open to change and to the challenge of preparing for a certain but relentless future. Which is exciting and scary. I'd like to think that some of our youngest community members can give us a vision of how to start this. We honored a new class of OWL graduates, our lives, the comprehensive age-appropriate sexual education program we offer here. If you've never experienced OWL, I, I should say something. Because we call it a sexuality education program, but that's really only a part of it. There is information about sex at age-appropriate levels, about body parts, about reproduction, but that's only a part of the curriculum. It's also about health and relationships and consent and what it means to be a healthy, compassionate individual. So another way we can prepare for the unexpected or the at least not yet experienced is to learn. Our tradition has a long history of teaching, of learning, of curiosity, of believing that more information is generally better than less. And so with things like Our Whole Lives, we offer information, but we also offer a safe place to discuss and explore real important things. It's a training ground for how to do that out in the larger world. I like to think that our young folks go out and sort of, uh, <laughs> I was about to say infect, which sounds bad, but, but infect the world with healthier ways of doing things. And so what Unitarian Universalism offers is not fire insurance, but we offer information, we offer exploration, we offer support, and a community in which to learn and practice resilience. In short, at our best, we offer a place to grow amazing, fully human people. Along these lines, James Luther Adams, the preeminent UU theologian of the last century, famously said that church is the place where we get to practice being human. And this, I think, is what he meant, at least in part, that this is the place where we learn and deepen what it means to be in relationship, that this is the place where we strengthen and deepen our minds and souls, that this is the place where we are pushed to confront new truths, to repair old hurts, and move bravely into the future. 
Because religion is not fire insurance, friends. It's so much more than that. May each of us and all of us together be willing to go deep, to stretch ourselves, and to support one another. May it be so.